You have your drinks? I have uh, coffee, I have Poland Spring, lemon, uh, and I also have a cup filled with uh, paint water. Paint water, okay. Yeah. In case the podcast gets a little boring. In case the podcast gets a little boring, I drink some of that paint water. Spice it up. Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday, the 13th, and you're here listening to Gamer Zone. The Gamer Zone. It's a. Pl- it's, our- it's the Gamer's Own Gamer's Zone. Gamer Zone, Gamer Zone, uh, sponsored in part by Austin's Gamer Wine. Uh, the only drink that you should play Apex because it's Legends the only drink it. you can play. Yeah, it's the only. Norm- Just like the, the soup is amorphous whether you drink or eat it. Uh, with gamer wine, you either play it or drink it, and it's so kind of up the, for debate. So the thing I like about gamer wine is it's got everything you need in a gaming beverage. Uh, this is a sponsored spot. If you need to, if you if you don't want to be talked to about capitalism, you could scroll two, three minutes ahead. But the thing I like the most is that it's glowing blue. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's that a, that's a strong quality. It, it's the same color as my computer tower. And I, I, I don't want to drink. I, I only drink things that are colored like my computer tower. The thing that I like about Gamer Wine is that if you send them a picture of your of your battle station, uh, they will tailor a bottle to you and to your to your setup uh, for an additional fee of thirty dollars. So you'll get a six pack of twelve ounce Gamer Wines uh, with the labeling with the with the beverage color tailored to your battle station. What is in Gamer Wine, James? So Tell listeners, you've got, I got ex- I'm I'm excited. So there are a couple of different options, right? Because Gamer Wine comes in both red, white, and blue. Uh, great wine flavors. You've got your classic Merlot. You've got your your Californias. Your your uh, I don't know. You're the wine guy. Tell me about all the different wine places that this comes yeah, from. They, you know they got they got the best strongest wine from Missouri. They got they got the nice white grapes that you want from Illinois and New Jersey. Fantastic areas to to get some wine going. And one of the most exciting things is that the uh, wine portion of Gamer Wine is the fifth ingredient, so you know there's a good amount of wine in there. That's pretty good. That's uh, pretty good for Gamer Wine, right? Like, the thing that's great about Gamer Wine is that they actually repurposed. Um, several Mountain Dew factories uh, across the Midwest uh, in order to get the authentic gamer flavors um, that we've come to expect and love. I know, and they're creating jobs across the Rust Belt. Yeah, and the the red basket. It's got your electrolytes. It's got your your high fructose corn syrups, your your taurine. You do Gamer need wine has it all in there. Yeah, the first see, I said that that wine was the fifth or so ingredient, and that's because there's at least four ingredients that are more important to getting headshots than wine. But that wine gives you a steady hand. The, the wine, yeah, and the wine is is the is like the Valium that a sniper would take. Like you, you just you drop a little bit of the Valium, and then you you, you steady your hand. Like like how else are you going to make that that cross map shot? at number one on twitch apex legends and so that's uh you know you could find this online at austingamerwine.gov backslash edu backslash org backslash samples uh to get your free shot today is there a bitly for that bit.ly slash austinsgamerwine edu gov samples slash bitly which is longer than the original thing but i don't make this up so don't don't complain to me this is what this is what we're given with and also uh squarespace where you can create and design your own custom websites Ooh, i love casper i want to talk to you guys today about blue apron blue apron is the best you know what pairs well with gamer wine food all types of food blue apron is going to get you the type of food that you need and uh, you know, just drink the gamer wine after you make the food because otherwise it's just not going to happen. You're not going to, you can't yeah, have it in that order. The thing about gamer wine also is you don't drink Mountain Dew with dinner, right? Mountain Dew yeah. specifically with Doritos. Gamer or wine Taco is Bell. a flexible, Taco Bell is dinner. 
It's a flexible beverage. Yeah, Gamer Wine, well, it's not that flexible. It's really for, it's mostly for uh, getting those those snapshots with the Peacekeeper, but... Blue Gamer Wine, Blue Apron. Yeah, blue game, get your Blue Gamer style. Wine and your Blue Apron together, and like I said, the the order that, they, uh, that you consume them in is important. Uh, so we heard today to crown. talk about video games, yeah, of which I've been playing week. one. Yes. Or two? Well, I'm I've, still I've playing, playing my time at Portia. I'm playing Wargroove. Uh, great. Uh, what do you think so far? How how deep are you? It's pretty good. Uh, I had no pr- issues with like the first 10 or 11 uh, of the missions. Campaign and, missions? Yeah, and then suddenly I'm just stuck on a mission where I'm just getting effed. Which one is it? Uh, can you... Can you- it's I'm, it's the introduction of these like giant uh, wood golems. Oh yeah, so this yeah. is the one where um, you are playing as a Florin, and uh, you're against the Florin. Against the Florin, yeah, that's a tricky one. It's really all about those trebuchet. Yeah, it's but it's, it's about and it's, it's about wagons. Enough. Wagons are the unsung hero of that game. Wagons essentially, you know, just allow you to move units. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, it, I guess I should be using faster. that because. The pikemen are very good, but they have they have ridiculously slow movement across the map. It could take them like three or four turns just to get into the mix. Uh, but that game that game is that game's pretty good. There there is uh, that game. I do see how it's like Fire Emblem, but if they fixed a lot of the things, just took out the the randomness and then added more thought provoking stuff like. Like buy, being able to buy units per turn, I like that I like the, the units, economy. Yeah, I like the economy thing. I like that the uh, units are uh, non-special units, so you don't have to worry about. In a lot of these other games, like you're worried about individual units, and you want to save scum if you lose someone that you like, or even just anyone. The way I play Fire Emblem is like I just can't, you know, lose anyone. No, no man or woman or uh dragon lady left behind so uh this this doesn't make me feel as bad of just like the all of them are nameless units and i and i do like the fact that they're that they that it's very deterministic their strength is related to how uh healthy the unit is and as the unit's taking damage its strength is lowering just Um, makes sense yeah and then that their crits aren't random the crits are like you said they're based on predetermined criteria like trebuchets uh attacking at their max distance um pikemen attacking when they're next to another type man dogs attacking when they're uh when the enemy they're attacking is next to a dog uh or critting in all those cases so it's a good game um solid right yeah. um so before we get into our featured game have you uh you been playing any board games i don't even think no i don't think i played something since we even last podcasted i've been busy I uh, I got in a game of Gaia Project, uh, still undefeated. This time I played the faction that cannot go up the navigation track. Which one is and that? And that's so th- I forget. They're one of the red ones, and they can't go up the navigation track, but they can consume a Gaia former to get a QIC. So that was pretty wild. Is that that's a good a, trade-off? Well, if you get three Gaia formers, then you can throw away three Gaia formers every round and just stack up QICs. And also, a QIC is navigation, right? So they're, uh, the thing that's kind of interesting about them also is that if you build the Planetary Institute, you can go through navigation. But this was the only game that I've ever not built the Planetary Institute. Wow. So it was wild. Because you didn't value that. You already had a way to play around that. That's right. It was a 130-point game. Pretty crazy. Uh, that's unfortunately the only board game I've played. But I, I did think it, I think it's worth mentioning that I kickstarted Millennium Blades Collusion, and it is kicking ass on Kickstarter. It's a uh, I think it's over 300 percent funded. So it was funded in just a couple of hours. Seventy five thousand is the goal. Right now, they're up to 270000 and they're almost out of stretch goals. And this isn't you know, too big of a deal for a lot of the more popular board games, uh, especially expansions. Like, I think the, the Spirit Island one reached like all of its goals immediately, but Spirit Island is way bigger than Millennium Blades. Yeah. Millennium Blades is uh, way more niche and also 
a lot heavier, I think. Yeah. Level 99 also doesn't always have the most successful Kickstarters. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this one. I'm really looking forward to if they hit 315,000, there's going to be binder tuck boxes, uh, which is going to be a place to store your binder during tournaments. So essentially just like card storage while you're in the midst of the game to keep your area clean. And I think that's really cool. That is really cool. Um, I'm kickstarting Vindication, which is which I I'm excited about because it it definitely got good uh, reviews when it came out, surprisingly good reviews, and uh, people are still liking it. So it's good to kickstart it and get the uh, like and and it allies um, expansion. Um, but also, it's the only thing I'm kickstarting. I've been kickstarting so slowly. I'm so proud of myself. But are also, you not I mean, kickstarting uh, Suburbia? No, I figured you would have. I'm, ca- I'm trying to kickstarter I'm trying to kickstart so few things right now like I, I there was there were times where I have like 10 kickstarters going at the same time and now uh, I'm I'm down to like one or zero which is great I like that yeah so the only other thing going on with me is I bought a new keyboard I, I don't know if you remember this but five years ago uh, we were playing dota and that was on the current keyboard that I have now and I spilled almost an entire glass of wine on the keyboard. Gamer wine or regular wine? Unfortunately, oh, okay. gamer wine doesn't spill because it comes in a in a soda bottle. It's also very but, viscous. Yeah, it, it's it kind, just of kind of like, ooze. It, yeah, it, it it if you drop it, it kind of um, comes out slow enough that it's like putty. So I don't know if you remember that, but I spilled wine on my keyboard, and it was you and me and Jay playing Dota, and I was like trying to tell you that I spilled wine, but there wasn't a good way to do it because I didn't have a keyboard that I could like type to you with. Uh, so there's the keyboard that I'm using has always been a little bit shoddy after that. And it's been like five years. And I think that now it's finally starting to deteriorate a bit, especially like the space bar is starting to sink on one side. And uh, also the keys are kind of sunken in. So it's a real hassle to clean. Like dog hair gets trapped in there. So I finally bought Fucking a new dog keyboard, hair, man. and it's arriving today. And I'm super excited. I need an anti-dog hair keyboard. I got the Razer Huntsman Elite. You know, it's kind of exciting. It is an exciting thing when you you can justify to yourself buying a new mouse or a keyboard because they they get so goddamn nasty. They get they do. nasty. I, I, I clean mine pretty frequently, but I also like the idea of just saying like. I'm not going to clean it this time. I'm just going to get rid of it. Yeah, it's done. Um, but this one should be easier to clean. There's just so it much also, stuff that I have a hard time cleaning, though. Do you use, like, compressed air or something like yes, that? Yes, okay. I do. Is that That's not healthy for the environment, though. What are you going to do? Isn't that, like, 10,000 cow farts? Like, what? It, come on. Do you wanna, I know, but... Do you want to have kids in this world, or do you want to do you wanna, I do you wanna breathe oxygen in the next 20, 40 years, or...? I don't know that I'll need oxygen in 40 years. Okay, well, I hope we do. I hope we don't. I hope that I'm in a I'm in a robot body, five feet tall with the strength of ten gorillas. I can't believe you're effing up the environment while I'm trying to. I'm sitting here. I'm letting everything get dirty because I can't use compressed air because I know it's bad for the environment. I've and also you're here, yeah, so, you're here effing up the environment. So also in the midst of buying a new keyboard, I decided that it's time to get an air purifier, which is supposed to remove a lot of the dust from the air. The dog and, dust. Uh, also help if you have indoor allergies. So I'm doing a lot right now. Yeah, you are got doing a lot, a lot going on. My my new keyboard has takes up two USB ports, and one of them is just for the lights. And that's, that's how you know you're a gamer. But yeah, that's that's well, I, I I would argue that you know you're a gamer when you when you're ripping some gamer fuel, which is or gamer wine, which is one of the uh, ways that you could say that you're intaking it, similar to what we said before: you're drinking, you're playing, or you're ripping. Yeah, and it's a it's a sponsored a product of the American of, of the American Heart Association, which is out there looking for ways to destroy hearts. Yeah, their their current thing is that they're anti-heart. They've become they they've kind of flipped their whole thing in that they are they are against human hearts right now. And I and you know what? It's 2019. I understand perfectly why. They look around, they see what humans are doing to this world. You have you have monsters like James who's using compressed air and, uh, you know, gamer wine ripping a hole in the ozone layer. And they just want, and the American Heart Association sees these kind of things and they say, maybe James should meet an untimely fate. So 
their you know really american art association really pushing that gamer wine which i which from everything i've heard even though uh there's no hard data on it it's 110 percent healthy there you go i mean there aren't a lot of numbers higher than 110 uh, yeah they said they but well the the uh study that i sh- that i was reading said that it worked like a critical multiplier where it was so healthy in fact that it was a that it was percentages over uh what would be the most amount of healthy so one of the reasons why maybe my keyboard has been getting a little bit worn and torn is because i have been playing apex legends non-stop yeah you're gonna really, rip that key off really hard numbers too they've got 25 million unique players so far 2 million concurrent players. Those numbers are insane. They've been on top of Twitch for the last 10 days. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I have a lot to say about this game. This, You know what? Apex Legends could in itself become the entire podcast. This is probably all we've got for the rest of the podcast. So unless you've got something else to talk about, I'm, um, ready, I'm, to, I'm getting hard I'm into ready painting. I'm ready to drop. Tell me about Into painting that. miniatures. That is... so. Uh, you, you know, have you ever, this is definitely an, ex, uh, something, an emotion that you've experienced. This is a whole emotion in and of itself. It's like, uh, it's like how there's many more emotions and happy. Like when you tear off the plastic on a new appliance and it's clean as hell and that's like a happy emotion. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, painting to me or like painting miniatures to me is exciting because it's that emotion where you, uh, you're you're getting into a new thing and there's so much to it like that that is that you're that you're that you're uh learning that that it seems like just this endless vast uh ocean that you're 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 delving into and it's cool because you know we live in an age where that's a different emotion for a lot of other people like you used to have to go to a library and read about that kind of stuff how would you even search you'd have to look through glossaries that doesn't make any sense to me sure. but but uh now you've got stuff like youtube where where you can be where you know anything you want to pick up as deep as it is you can kind of armchair uh learn a lot you can you can become a pro in your mind and then not a pro at the actual thing but the main thing that like is that it's been really exciting painting and trying out a lot of different things and learning how deep that is how much how many different techniques or like like all the different ways you can you can take one miniature to you know do these different effects on a miniature it's just been really exciting i mean i like i I feel new at it but it it feels like i'm really making progress and it's getting really exciting Um, that's awesome so yeah, I'm I'm getting different kind of good stuff. I'm like working on uh, building up uh, having good paints because probably the only thing you actually do want to spend money on in miniature painting is not you know uh, any of the equipment really other than the paints because if you get regular craft acrylic paints, then it, the pigment is too thick, so it gets kind of caught in the micro details. So if you get uh, you know Citadel brand uh, you know Games Workshop, even though the pots the pots look cool and pro and um you feel good you feel like a gamer uh or a painter uh in this case and uh you can you know go to town and it's really cool it's really it's really been really exciting so did you know that gamer wine can also be used as a paint um there are some drawbacks it makes it a little bit sticky and there is that uh somewhat toxic smell to it more so than paint uh but it stays yeah, it will stay. You know, it's it's uh, and it glows in the dark. One of the big things that I read when I was reading about my gamer wine, uh, the gamer wine data that I was reading was that uh, scientists, you know how they, you know how for a little while in I believe the '40s they were saying that uh, bacon was healthy because it would grease the valves. So that's in again. You know how how uh, everyone's always saying. You know, help one one day things are healthy, the next day things are bad. You know, one day it's healthy to rip a jewel for eight hours of your day, and the next day they're saying suddenly, "Wow, it's not healthy." Wow, right? Like they go back and forth on this. You never know what's healthy. But good news, they're going back on this. Uh, American Heart Association suddenly announcing that uh, gamer wine it uh, lubricates your art your arteries. 
and the vessels makes you live and longer. And that's so fascinating because it is this viscous uh, thing, but it, what it does is it forms a sludge yeah. in your body, and then it rolls that's a, down the, the they, side. They TM'd the sludge. So they, it rolls down the side of your arteries, collecting up all of the good it's like stuff. when you drop silly putty on the ground yeah it's like when it's like exactly what i was saying picks up the dust yeah and that's that's what you want yeah it picks up all the toxins and uh the sludge rolls around and just picks up the toxins it's like so it's katamari been... it's katamari inside of Absolutely. your inside that's of your right. arteries right uh, yes so we have been playing Apex Legends, uh, the biggest game in the world. I'm usually right not now. someone to be on this kind of thing. I'm usually not on the the front lines of a game like this, especially uh, uh, battle royale games. Uh, this is my first uh, battle royale. I, I've played. I played a uh, you know two hours of PUBG. Of PUBG, yeah. And uh, I found it to be. Uh, not not my my thing uh fortnite you know i i am too old i am 10 years older than uh when you try and get fortnite they ask you what your your date of birth is and if you are too old then you're not allowed so i actually yeah they they don't even have they don't let you say that your birth date is uh before 1993 yeah yeah so i can't play I can't play Fortnite, so legally not allowed to play Fortnite. PUBG didn't do it for me. Uh, and then all those other ones like Paladins Royale, Realm Royale. Yeah. Um, so we, and, yeah, all those others. So we, we did talk a little bit about this last week, but so let's go over some of the pros and cons of this game. And yeah, I think and, that we should get the cons out of the way because you are very um adamant about some of these i, mean, I, I think i think they things. would happen both at the same time i don't think you you, you don't have to so, you don't have to break it down yeah, so, so, so binary. let's start with this uh apex legends is a battle royale game uh it is always squad based so you're always dropping three uh teams of three uh currently 60 players on the map i really like that i really like that and i also like that death isn't necessarily permanent death for your squad death is permanent isn't the end. but uh but it it kind of it's cool because i think in i'm gonna i might say wrong thing so uh either uh, you can correct me or our listeners can can uh punch me with their mind or something complain about me um but uh in other even in squad based uh battle royale games if you die, isn't that over? And maybe you can watch your teammate, but it's still over for you. Yeah. Is there a way back in? So no. Uh, so yeah, with Apex Legends, if there's at least one surviving teammate, they can uh, pick up the uh, like I don't know data on the core. I don't even know what it is. Uh, the banner, something like the that. The banner. Uh, and take it to zones on the map to uh, revive them. The revive is kind of slow, and it's very obvious for people around it. But it's still it's still an available thing, and I've seen it happen. Like there's been games there's been games where you or I or Gway or Skill are dead, and uh, we get them back, and that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool to actually be watching a person play and have an investment to it instead of just thinking you can just tune out and go to the bathroom now because you might actually yeah. come back. Yeah, and, and I think that this game is way more action packed uh, than games like PUBG. There is still. Uh, the build-up, like I think of battle royales almost in the same way that you think of maybe a MOBA, where there is that farming phase to start with, where you go in and you pick up your loot, and sometimes you get into an early battle, and if you do get into an early battle, then that's a good thing because then you get the gear of all the people you killed. Uh, but there is definitely this uh, the rise and fall intention, which is something I really like in online multiplayer games because in games like Call of Duty or Battlefield, that you have no investment in your current life. Uh, and in this game, you sort of become attached to your loadout. And this is just a battle royale thing. You become attached to your loadout because you assembled it, you put it together, and you also spent time doing it, right? So if you spend five minutes putting together, assembling your gun, you don't want to die. And that's something that I really like because in this game, uh, it's it's just different, right? Than Call of Duty, where people are are just always going to blindly rush in, try to do some dumb stuff like three sixty no scope you. And in this game, people are way more calculated. It's a, it's faster than other battle royale games, but the approaching and, and the distances are lower. They're slower. They're longer than other games. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good and bad thing though uh definitely and and this is this is a uh battle royale thing that again like it's it's uh it's new for me so uh i can complain about this despite the fact that i'm sure everyone else has been complaining about this before but i don't and i but i also don't know if uh other games have the kind of balance in this area that apex legends does but apex legends uh as far as i can tell uh in relation to other battle royale games, the map is large, but uh, has less people. So you are, I, I don't know if, uh, if, if it's, uh, if this is balanced in a different way uh, with PUBG or Fortnite, I don't really know map sizes to player counts, but uh, it feels like there, the map is very large. And if you're not dropping at an intentionally hot zone, um if you're kind of like picking more uh, another place on the map uh that is maybe further away from where the initial uh path that the dropship makes it then you could go a while without seeing people like 10 15 minutes and yeah. you build up the and and like it's kind of it, it, it to me it's kind of like a cheap thing like that you, you choose right you, you choose yeah you, you, you choose this this aspect but it's kind of like a cheap uh emotion to be getting excited about all this gear you're getting like you're like oh i got the the guns i like i got some good attachments i got a backpack i got uh things to heal uh, everything is going really well for me and uh i've got armor and then we get into a fight and like I didn't see where they were and suddenly I'm dead and now I'm low and, and like it was 10 minutes of like wandering around and then we just got caught out. That said, I feel like the time to kill in this game is pretty high. Yeah. The time to kill is, is, is higher than, than it would normally be for other. I mean, it depends on the armor, I guess. Right. Like in, when you first drop down, you can just get a tiny gun, like a, a pistol and just kill someone. But it, it makes sense. Like it's going to be in the beginning of the game. So you don't have anything, but uh, eventually, like it, that starts to be a weird thing about the game is understanding uh, how damage levels because some people are better equipped, so they you have to shoot them longer, and it kind of feels weird, like they get they get spongy if they have enough armor. Yeah, but the thing that's cool is I think that the game actually handles the feedback of that really well because when you shoot someone, it makes a different sound when they have armor. And it also gives you an indicator, a color indicator that tells you what level of armor they have. So if they have white armor, there'll be a white indicator. If they have purple armor, then the damage number will be purple. It'll have a purple indicator. And also it makes a sound when you break their armor. So even though you immediately don't know how much damage somebody can take, as soon as you shoot them, you have the information to know how tanky is this person. And yeah. I think that that's a really elegant way of handling it. So I'm not, I'm not sure about this, but do they only have, they have a hundred health that is um, modified by arm, armor. So you always know if you do a hundred damage, you'll kill them. It's just the, the nope. damage. So uh, armor adds health. Okay. So, All right. So you don't, so you don't necessarily know. And every piece of armor has 25 health points on it. So if you have white tier armor that has two uh, health nodes on it, so then you'll have 150 health. Uh, you know, if you have purple armor, which is the highest tier, then you have 200 health in total. Isn't yellow the highest tier? Is there yellow armor? There is yellow armor, but it's just purple armor with an additional affix. So it'll be purple armor, and then it'll be like your cooldowns refresh faster, or you heal faster, or something like that. Uh, so the other thing that we didn't really get into yet is that this game has heroes. They don't call them heroes. They call them legends. I think you did so, get into this. This was like the main, this is like the only thing that we really talked about last week was that. So this is, the thing about this is I find it interesting because the emphasis in this game is not on the characters. It's really on the shooting. So instead of being like damage abilities, most of the characters are all support based. Like everybody has a way that they're supporting or moving or tracking, navigating, healing uh, the, you know, your, your teammates, because this is always a team based game. So there is no solo. So if you're playing the healer class, uh, it's always going to be good. Like you're not going to say, Oh, since I'm playing solo, there's no point to the healer. And also that doesn't make sense either because the healer is actually just really good in solo as well. Yeah. I mean, well, everyone, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone has everyone abilities that are flexible. Yeah. And and I do like the lack of damage abilities. That said, because of the fact that the characters 
they don't really have a kit, right? So they have a passive ability, a primary and an ultimate. In other games like Overwatch or I think uh, Rainbow Six Siege, the characters have entire loadouts, uh, which means that they can have a little bit more personality tied to their kit. Uh, so that said, the characters in this game are kind of lame, right? I mean, they're... I've been saying that some, hardcore, and I feel like, like I, I don't mostly, really get it. So my main issue with the characters is the quips and the voice lines. So I, I, and I and I understand the reason of this. First off, the game needs full voice acting because of the fact that it has the smart ping system. The smart ping system, you know, you ping something and your character actually says something to the other characters. And because of that, they also want the characters to have these sort of unique voices and, and sort of also this unique personality. But because of the fact that you want all of the characters to be easily distinguishable, they're kind of campy, right? Like they're kind of excessive. In I don't their know. I don't know if campy so is the word. Like I, I think it is. I, oh, I think... oh, and and you, I, I complain. I compared this to Overwatch, and you rightly said that you know that's not necessarily fair because Blizzard is best in class. But but if I'm being critical, then why can't I ask for something a little bit better? The, the campy to me is like. Yeah, Tracer is like campy, you know, she's like an over the top British character, but she doesn't like she doesn't necessarily after thousands of hours or hundreds, not thousands of hours of Overwatch. She doesn't necessarily grind on me like I don't really find her voice to be obnoxious, but I do know Tracer's voice right away if I hear it. And she she probably has like like, you know, just her regular voice lines of like. Uh, without, you know, adding the additional voice lines that you can, like, slot in as emotes or, like, voice line quips or whatever you want to call them. Uh, just her regular running around and interacting and getting shot or taking damage or doing damage or getting healed. Um, she might, they might have less sounds. Sure, Because yeah. they don't have, because the, the pings aren't, uh, are, like, you choose a ping rather than the way that, that uh, Apex Legends does it where there's pings for everything. You just ping a thing to say whatever you would probably be thinking about it. Like you ping a door and yeah. the character says the door is closed, the door is open and that, or, and that someone could have been, been here. So and, you have, and a they do that really well. Yeah. You, yeah. The ping is, the pings are fantastic. I mean, the, the, the things that make it there, like we were, we're all over the place and I think that it has to be, but the, the characters, like they, they have all these voice lines and, uh, like whereas Overwatch maybe it's campy that that Tracer's over the top British, but you understand her and it doesn't necessarily drive you insane after a little while. Uh, just the writing is is tremendously bad, and it, it, I it, think it's it especially it, it's your character. It doesn't have to be that bad. Like it doesn't like it. It's it's like aggressively bad. It's it's like I don't even know what it is. It's like uh, it, it's it's like C movie bad like someone in college that, writing yeah, but, a war movie or something but i think like i said i think it's mostly bangalore is really the the primary issue in this game in terms of voice yeah who I thinks find... that characters that are that their background is that they're military like they're like why would you think that the main quality that they would have is that they rhyme a lot they say like smoke them and joke them broke them and toke them yeah we gotta rock them and shock them and just say that all the time like, is that what people do in the military? I could be wrong. Are they just constantly saying two different words that rhyme with each other? That that the effect of those words is that we will kill something? Is that it? Is that all they say? All day. But I do think that that is definitely the worst character, right? I, I don't have any problems with actually any of the other characters, but Bangalore's lines are so obnoxious. But I think that some of the characters are pretty cool. I actually like Pathfinder a lot, but this is also somebody who doesn't mind Borderlands. Pathfinder's really cool. Who is Path oh, Pathfinder is the robot. Okay. Bloodhound is Bloodhound is a really neat character. Yeah, pa Pathfinder we're, we're, to me is it's interesting you mentioned Borderlands because Pathfinder to me is like the Borderlands your character where he just keeps talking about like his just he always all of his quotes are mostly based on the fact that he is a robot and he will remind you that and then you are a human. Too, yeah. So he's I like, like I like his so, optimism. So he he has five different ways to say when you drop that uh that hold your breath if you have a respiratory system and they're I think just that's all the only saying one. I, I like where he says different... i won't let you down except by falling that's uh, yeah. good uh yeah he i don't like him he sounds like a claptrap he's just like a cheerful robot they, they're that that is the other thing is like 
is like I, my complaints about Apex Legends are definitely strong in that I and and that stems from the fact that I like the game so much. Like I, I like the the gunplay is fantastic. The map is I think really interesting. Like the way that they've built on uh, you know, verticality and the way that they've balanced, like, the, the different feels of some of the guns. Uh, the movement is fantastic. Like, they they went from uh, wall running as a primary movement mechanic to basically sliding being, like, the primary movement mechanic. And that doesn't sound good, like, when you compare games. And there will like, be a wall runner, right? Like, at some maybe. point. Maybe. I mean, Giant Bomb was talking about that, but I think that might be too much to do. Uh, and, and also, the maps aren't really built for that. There's very few areas that I think would would necessarily uh be great with wall running but anyway like like they they've done so much with um this team does uh gunplay well uh and they do movement well and they did that and then they took it and they put it into a battle royale team-based game and those things are great like and they took like the slight hero shooter elements and those things are all fantastic and then the ping system and then there there you go i just summed up every fantastic thing so it's frustrating to me that as much as I like this game, I like have active disdain for the characters. I, I hate them all. I don't I don't have like they, I don't even it's not even that like I, I feel neutral on them. Like I dislike looking at them. There's like there's so many things that bother me about the characters. Like uh how flat a lot of them look. Like I like the medic character, Lifeline, but her eyes are so weird and dead and fish-like. And she ha- like she has these this really st- these really stiff movements like even in her uh, in her animations I think the same thing kind of true for Bloodhound I don't really like I think it's a really cheap ass quality when you see like their um, their picking animations so Bloodhound's like pick animation is that he has this bird and he lets it go in this elegant way but he freeze frames and the rest of his body like his these tassels hanging off of his helmet kind of still move around and it's so hokey to me um there's there's t- the game is so full of these kind of things where uh i think the lighting on the care this is a weird complaint but it's like how much i have to think about it because i see the menus a lot being not a great player uh but the lighting on the characters in the menu is horrendous i don't know why they look so poor quality i think that maybe they would look better if the uh if like the menu lighting were better but they it 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 is this weird like like they didn't really program in lighting so the characters models on the menus are kind of just like flat light like they made the like they look like they're in a model editor where they have no model they where they have no lighting so they they look really flat like they look really like flatly shaded um uh characters in this game either have no qualities or too many qualities to their art design um a character like uh quite the monologue yeah a character like bangalore has like few too few qualities to what would make her interesting um and then a character like lifeline like she has like way too much shit around her chest she has like an empty bag of like blood and uh all these different uh like tassels and uh like uh little you know uh, like rope things around her and wires and all this kind of stuff and like big chunky sweatpants with like there's just so many things like the there, there's so much for me to complain about with I with, where I just don't like the design of any character I don't like I, there's not a single character in this game uh, that I that I have an interest in it I, I, I notice like myself playing Bangalore a lot because it's just a character that like I kind of like their ability but I don't have an attachment to that yeah so <laughs> can we turn this into a discussion because this is quite a long monologue okay well so, you can jump in Ju- jump yeah, you can but, be the jump master yeah but it gets hard when you monologue so I, I do have some some comments here I, I don't feel the same amount of disdain for the characters I actually don't mind the models I don't mind the animations and also I, I will make the argument that you do not like I don't know why you feel such disdain for the characters because you don't really like I, I don't feel an attachment to any of them and I don't feel like you're supposed to because uh, even I don't know it, it just feels weird to even think about like maining a character because a lot of the game is based on not the character you're playing, but the squad composition, the items you're finding. And so I think that there is just like a bit of a divide 
in that, right? Because you do see the hero shooter element and you expect that there should be this tie-in, right? It's sort but of, also, but I think the, that's disingenuous because first of all, the, the squad, I don't think the squad uh really makes that much difference i don't i for for as much as we've played this game i don't think we've had the slightest inkling of this if we're having this character then we need this complementary character people just pick well that's definitely not true because bloodhound and bangalore have ways that they work together there are ways that caustic works together with wraith because you create portals and on either side of the portal none of us have you put toxic i do have caustic and i and i have played that comp and I, I think that it's unfair to say that because, like we said earlier, there is a lot of uh, every character sort of has these supporting abilities. So the idea that these characters wouldn't mesh together, and I think that everybody is in agreement that there are ways that a lot of these characters do jive together. And also, you know, one of the top competitive teams, despite the fact that Bloodhound is not highly rated, Bloodhound plus Bangalore is a very strong composition. So, so my sort know, of argument just, yeah, here is I just don't that, see it. Like, I how do you like, not see that the character who I, I, has yeah, heat I, detection? I, can I, I, I see that. I, that's like one of the few. That's like an example, but I don't really see. Like, I don't really notice us really talking about composition or caring about that. And if and that's a very like, how is that that interesting? Where 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 can you find that across the 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 eight characters right now? I think all the other characters kind of just slot in wherever you want. Trying and, to say is that also the roster is very small. And, and that's definitely provides a challenge because at the start of the game, they really do need to provide sort of the, the bare essentials, right? And this is also the same problem that Rainbow Six Siege had when it first came out. Um, and this is sort of the, the best comparison you can make to, to characters in this game is it's very similar to Rainbow Six Siege, uh, which is also a game where the characters don't have as strong an identity. Yeah, but I still I still think they have a stronger identity. I still think that I would imagine uh, being excited. Like the one one feeling I've never felt, and I think this is something that is important to a hero shooter is what keeps you is a is a aspect that keeps you going back. Is that when the game is over, you think what would be an exciting character to play next? Like if I'm playing Overwatch then you go through different moods where maybe you only want to play one character or maybe you're in a mood where it's like, oh, I'll see what I want to play next. And you kind of look at the the roster to see who you who you want to play and what flavor you want. But I don't think that's ever a quality that I would ever feel like in this game. I just pick Bangalore if it's open. That's it. Like, yeah, but again, I, I don't this is think not about a game that. that's about... Like the, the, the flow of the game is not always dictated by the characters because, again, the emphasis here is on the shooting. Yeah, and, and you are and finding that that's the, an important part. the weapon. So, yeah, like, I understand why, but I don't think it needs to be so toned down. Like, I or uh, or at least like, if the if if I had an attachment to the 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 characters, even if the abilities were balanced in the way that they are, which is not to be uh, overwhelming in most cases, uh, I still I I think I could maybe say like, oh, I feel like playing this character, or have like an interest in you know loading up as that character i just i they 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 feel very uh they're they're just uh utilitarian to me like they're like there's no heart or soul in any of the characters like they were very like we need to hit these characters these types and it's hard to know what the development of this game was like right because it released out of the blue we don't know how long they worked on it if it was delayed if this was strategically uh, launched around the launch of Anthem, there have been I, some I would, conversations around that. Like it, 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 it feels to me like you had the whole team working on uh, this, this like beta aspect of this game and nailing the the gunplay and the map and movement, and then you ha- and then they put down one person and they just said, you know, without uh, anyone looking over your designs, like go to town, ta- go to go to town, and just try and hit the archetypes and they're like um uh sarcastic robot uh okay um uh uh large man with shield Uh, uh, yeah i got it uh uh uh, uh, witchy white girl like that's they're all stuff that you could look at uh like in other in in other hero shooters or or hero based games that that have and this is also yeah this studio's first foray into this kind of thing right because they come strictly from military shooters titanfall and Call of Duty, which neither you know neither of these ever had 
uh, hero identities or anything like that. Yeah, that, you know what? That's fair because because it seems to me like the same thing you do when when the Call of Duty team tries to do operators, and that is like you guys don't know how to do personalities. You just know how to do loadouts. So if you try and add a personality to a loadout then you probably don't have success there. Whereas Overwatch, you know, I think, like, the personality and the character's design is coming first, and then, like, kit ideas and loadout is coming afterwards. So that, that, that like, the characters have, like, a clear design that, that plays into it. I think that, like, like there's, there's the example is, like, you would feel like there's characters that you vibe with personality-wise that get you into vibing with their kits, or or vice versa. Maybe you maybe you don't vibe with their personality, but you like the kit so much that you eventually start liking the personality. And this game is so far away from having personality. Like they're very cardboard, and they don't have to be. Like I like I know that the game is more centered on the guns, but the the the, the operators or whatever the heroes are just so bland. And I do, uh, but I do like the abilities for for what that's worth. I I think that also. One of the things that's really cool that's a little bit hard to notice is that all the abilities have a trade-off. So, for example, Bloodhound has this ability to scan an area, but it's pretty short range, and the scan is also visible, right? Wraith has the ability to uh, sort of go into a parallel dimension, run through it, and and during that time, she can't shoot and she can't uh, be shot, but... She also can't see the position of enemies. But can't but they she be can hit sort of by see... movement, moving objects, or something? No, she she can't. Uh, but happen? but people can see her. They can see where she is, sort of like if you like, there's a glimmer to her. So so I do like that all of the abilities have this sort of trade off, and because of that, uh, the characters, even though they're not that, uh, they're they're not so specific and and unique and, and defining. There is quite a bit of finesse involved in learning the different kits and skills. Wraith in particular, who I've been trying to play and has been really challenging to play, it's been really tough trying to figure out how to best use uh, the few abilities that she has. Yeah. And also a very not annoying voice because she says so little. That's important. Um, So what else? I mean, I... So what are your thoughts on the Battle Pass system? I know that this is going to be uh, the first time you've ever really interfaced with one of these. Um, I, I, explain to me, so is it like Fortnite where there's goal, you're looking for goals? So yeah. In so a season? The okay. way that Fortnite happens is it's a $10 buy-in. And then what happens is you get another layer of meta progression where on this battle pass, you've leveled it to like, let's say like level five out of like a hundred levels, right? And every level you're unlocking new stuff. So sometimes you will unlock currency or unique skins. Uh, Fortnite actually gives you, I think like five to like five to seven skills skins out of a battle pass, which is a really good value. Uh, and then on top of that, all, you know, all of them are unique. But I, but I do really love just like the additional layer of meta progression, just like that extra reason to play. I'm kind of like a sucker for unlocks. Yeah. And, and especially just like showing off what I've done. So I, I do really dig that. Um, with Fortnite, which is a game that I haven't played, I feel like I love a lot of the skins that I see because Fortnite changes like on Twitch, they, they change that, that image. And the uh, current season usually has a... Uh, aesthetic and even when i see those it's kind of that thing of like oh man you can have badass skins in this game that that looks really cool i would i would like like to be running around with that um but uh this game is so anti that like the design of the of even the alternate skins is uh not has is not interesting to me uh i don't know if it is just the fact like it's just that overall like i don't care about the characters or the artwork or the skins so uh, I, I think there are some pretty cool ones. I I'm a big fan of the Pathfinder skins. The the only ones that I think are kind of interesting are are uh, Bloodhound. He has the some of the biggest differences. Um, I don't really know. Well, he's like, got the plague mask. Yeah, he's, Mirage has a superhero skin, which I think is really cool. Mirage. Oh, the, there she ha- she also has like the guy from what that one Star Wars game. Oh, uh, are you thinking of Wraith? Yeah, Ra- oh, yeah, I'm thinking of Mirage. Yeah, or or, or uh, Wraith. Yeah. Um, and Caustic has like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max style skin. Yeah, uh, I, I like the Gibraltar skin, which is kind of hokey looking. The one where 
Uh, he's just dressed in like a military uniform with like a giant helmet. Yeah. So I don't think they're all awful, to be honest. I, I'm still going to say that they, I think they're all awful. I don't have an interest in getting one of them. I'm usually I I, web- I'm, I'm quick. I'm someone who's quick to like I'm spending time with this game and I'm enjoying it. And I'm usually someone who's quick to to, to drop some money if I'm enjoying something. Um, but this game just it, it it I don't think it'll I don't know if it'll get money for me. So I already dropped some money on it and I didn't even spend any because I like the game and I wanted to, you know, put some away for a rainy day. Yeah. But I don't have anything to buy yet. Yeah, I don't know if like like you're allowed to buy in this game, you can buy the uh, uh, loot boxes. But that's another thing of like, it just shows how uninteresting it is that I I can't imagine you like you you have this and it's you have the, these uh, pay the pay currency and you could get stuff like loot boxes and maybe if they if loot boxes had interesting things in them you would but i like i feel like i would do the same thing like i would buy the battle pass to buy the battle pass but not for something not to get and a then skin you get, and then you get the skins out of the battle pass and you pay so little for that we'll see what that looks like they also said that they're going to be releasing new maps new operators and new weapons are there any character like archetypes that you would want to see in this game um the cowboy i'd love a character that could fly like are there any skins like uh skill ideas that you wish they had i would love something that has like um uh sort of sensors where once somebody runs past an area you sort of oh, see them nice. on the map that, i mean there's or a, a character to do, with, a, right? with a tracking dart even for a game that's uh just out of that you know just dropped out of nowhere the game has like very few things in it i think that there's a lot of different ways that they could take the, the that they could a lot of different types of characters they could add it doesn't seem like they they really have like the even the eight characters they have are just like very bare bones like it, they don't even they don't even have some of the bare bones stuff that like like you're saying i i think that it would make a lot of sense or you could imagine uh if you were doing the original eight that one of the characters would just have a uh sensor yeah, so they actually said in the future that the expectations for the characters they plan to build out uh, are going to be more like caustic. And I actually think that he has uh, a really good kit for as few things that he does. Not in terms of the uh, viability of it, but just in terms of the quality of of when there is a caustic around. The way that you need to engage with him is different from other characters. Well, I would say the same thing about Mirage, for sure. The two pay-for characters are the only characters that have uh, interesting abilities. And when you were talking about the other characters, it's true. Like, a lot of their characters have these interesting um, uh, trade-offs. Like, Bangalore... Like, you you gave other examples, but Bangalore's a good example. Bangalore creates, like, a smoke grenade, but that means that you can't see. So you, so you the use of that is interesting because you, you can't see without, uh, you know, having additional stuff like... Um, a digital scope. threat yeah like a digital threat scope kind of thing or with bloodhound uh you can't see through the smoke so there's a there's a balance whereas the the two pay for characters have just good abilities on their own like caustic. actually yeah caustic creates the same issue though where you're creating something that your team can't see through either yeah but caustic himself can see through it and, and then you have mirage who is like the only character that i really feel like i have to think about is like I and I don't see them a lot, but um, Mirage creates clones, and that's the only you don't character see that him I, a lot. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean I don't see them a lot because you pay for it, but but yes, I don't see him a lot because he's creating clones and invisible. But uh, the that that is the only character that like I don't think I don't fight any other character and really think about their their kit. I'm more worried about you know the guns. But Mirage is the only one where where like I'll often be shooting one of them and then just be like, what the why why is he like taking damage and just standing there and then die? Because the Mirage wasn't there and I was shooting at a clone while like the other team was team shooting me. Um, yeah, but there are some considerations to make about other characters' kits. Like uh, Wraith, if you point a gun at her, she knows where you are. So if you're looking at an enemy team, you want to be sure to not explicitly put Wraith on your crosshairs. Because otherwise, you know, their team's going to know that someone's looking at them. I think that Ra- that Mirage has the most explicit ability the loud one of the loudest abilities not literally the loudest yeah i know i know you're saying the most yeah the most like uh visually impactful yeah but i i am really glad the thing that i like the most about this game is just that everybody's on it right like that's what it's really about yeah that is an important 
quality. But also, I, I have played this game quite a bit solo, and the ping system is good enough. Uh, I actually haven't found anybody like being rude in this game yet, which is something that I think you know you expect to find online. But I, I have had some teammates who are bad, and like yeah, they'll the, they'll drop away from you. It's weird. It's weird. Like this isn't even a complaint with the game, but I have noticed that the 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 players can be really bad. Like uh, if you're going into this team-based game, then it surprises me that they love that, like, they will use the ping system incorrectly. I notice a lot of people just constantly pinging enemies on everything, so they're, like, double tap. If you if you ping once, you ping, you ping whatever you're looking at, and the character will say something about it. But if you ping twice, then you get, like, uh, I saw an enemy ping. And I've, and I've multiple people just use that all the time. Um, and I've had plenty of times where um, the person would split off very early on in the jump and then just land across the map from me, which like, when would that be a smart move? Um, just like they, they, they give you the tools to, to stay together, to be a good teammate, right? They, they give you pings and the ability to see each other's health and see each, where each other is on the map and be able to ping to go to a location or ping an enemy. And they give you all those, these things and you jump together but people seem to be anti that like people seem to be working against what has been given to them. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you know this, but when they were developing this game, um, the way that they sort of worked on the ping system is that everybody at respawn, uh, would have their names randomly assigned to them. Um, all microphones, you know, voice chat would be disabled and they would have to coordinate using just pings. And that's how they identified the, the gaps and strengths in their current system and how they fleshed it out. That's pretty neat. I'm looking to play more of this game. I've actually found it to be pretty addictive. Like, I always just want to try the next jump. Sometimes the game's... I, one thing that's been a little bit challenging about playing the game is that uh, there is really high variety in length more yeah. so than any other game I've played. It's hard to know if you're sitting down for five minutes or 25 minutes. Yeah, that's But true. that's just kind of the nature of the game. And But it is, I will say that y you might immediately think like, oh, it takes so long to get into a game, but it's so much faster than other Battle Royales. I like that there's no uh, lobby in this game. In other Battle Royales, you will start out on like an island where all the other players are loading in and punching each other just waiting for all the players to arrive. And in this game, there's none of that. You go to the character select, you choose your characters, and you drop. Yeah, you get in quickly. What do you think about new maps? Um, I don't think that's important for a long time. I don't like the idea of new maps. It, it's, it's weird because I really like the way that Fortnite handles their map, how it is just there's one map and it's always changing. I Maybe they get away with that because of the fact that so much of the battle is balanced on construction, but it, it's hard for me to parse out. But I, I really like the idea of them just making modifications to the map that we currently have. And maybe that feels weird to them because they're like, well, we put in the effort of creating airbase. So why would we take airbase and turn it into something else? So I could kind of see both sides of this. Some people are saying, oh, I'd love a map that has Titans. And I don't really see that or understand that fully. Like, I definitely don't want to get into a Titan. No. And I definitely don't want a map to have wall running and one map to not have wall running because that's just... That's, yeah, I don't, that's awful. I'm worried about bloat. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's a good. I don't think it would be a good idea to have maps that have like really unique gameplay styles. I, I. I don't think that we need a map for a while, and I don't think it needs to be different or have a different mechanic than this other map. Like the maps can be. The only thing that's important with maps is just you know how you build them, regular shooter style, like with the different cover or set pieces. Yeah, I, I'd love carrot maybe like a urban area in a jungle where you're zip lining across ravines and if you if someone shoots you off the ravine you fall to your death. There's all sorts of cool shit that they could do. They have those. They could even do some yeah, there is a bit of that in relay. Uh it would also be cool if they did something not with fall damage but with areas that if you fall into it they could hurt you like uh like poisonous areas uh maybe even a swamp with poison there's one of the things that's challenging about their current map is they tried to and, and they did this pretty successfully but it kind of has a little bit of everything 
where here's the desert area, here's the swamp area, this area is scorched and barren, uh, this area is urban. I like that. I do like that, but I, I it makes me curious about how they'll approach further maps. Like, what are they going to do to the next map to distinguish it from this one? And, you know, also in, in PUBG, there are bigger or smaller player counts on the different maps. I will say that I, you know, other people have talked about wanting uh, solos, and I don't think that solos are necessarily good or useful. I think that that, that gets back into the feature bloat. Uh, I don't like the idea of, oh, you play solos, and then all knockdown shields are irrelevant. The respawn beacons are irrelevant. Character abilities are a little less interesting. I could I could see them doing uh, two-player and four-player but I do not like the idea of solos. Yeah, I Even don't, I, I don't who, think that makes any sense anyway. Like, don't, doesn't yeah. the game have a lot of, uh, like, the game is, is a lot of, about teams. What's the point of pings if yeah. there's... So I'm not about that. I, I could see two-player, four-player, but even as someone who plays solo, I don't know that I need that. So any other thoughts on this game? I mean, I have a, a lot of thoughts. I, I think we haven't even really talked about the weapons yet. Uh, there are some really cool things about the weapons, uh, and there are a lot of weapons that I find myself getting attached to. Uh, the wingman is like a weapon that I desperately want to be good at, but I just can't figure out. Uh, I'm a really big fan of the R301 light light uh, assault rifle. It's the only light assault rifle in the game. And I, and I think that it's cool that there are certain weapons that only drop out of the uh, care packages, like the Kraber and the Mastiff shotgun. Oh, I, I didn't know where that was. Yeah, and then there are also, I don't know, I, I like the way that they do. So I like that some guns are bad. I think that games like this actually need to have bad guns in them. I think it's because fine, it but they should be fun. There should be some fun yeah. games. Or you do something, I think it would be cool, uh, this might be difficult, or but but I mean, uh, the amount of people working on it, maybe, or, or just try and figure this out. Like, uh, adding guns that uh, are bad without certain attachments, and then maybe become, like, that perfect, like, like they get good if you have attachments for them, but they start out yeah, really like weak. the Mozambique goes up to like six shots. Yeah, the something, something like that, or like you know, has, like it, does, you, you can add like a yeah. choke on it to make it like or, or like change the firing rate and stuff like that. Like yeah, and they already have some of that, right? Like they they have the triple take, which shoots out three bullets in a straight line, and if you get the choke for it, it turns into one. They all line up on one spot uh they have the select fire receiver for the prowler which is a submachine gun with burst but if you get the select fire you could turn it into full auto so i guess just more of that right yeah but you also want to make sure that uh you want to put out attachments into the game that are going to enable multiple guns at the same time because otherwise you don't want to keep finding halves of things right you don't want to say oh i found the the expanded, the expanded receiver for the Mozambique, uh, but now I have to carry it around in case I find a Mozambique. Because what you're doing there is you're removing something else from from the ground in order to put that there. In most cases, so so you want to also have loot that has multiple uses. I'm really excited and hopeful for what this game does next. I hope that it's successful. You know, we want all games to be good. Like that's the sort of the mantra of the games industry. Well, I want Hearthstone to be good, or maybe I don't because I don't want to spend money on, on it. But that's a conversation for maybe another day. And uh, yeah, so we don't even have to get into all the shit that's going on with Blizzard. They're not putting out a new game this year, and they just had a big row of layoffs. Despite and also their most successful year. earnings. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you justify that? Um, I guess if they don't have any projects in tow, that's just another way of making money, right? You know, Metro Exodus comes out this week. Are you going to play? Oh, I should play that. Not on Steam, though. Epic Store only. We don't have to get into that either, though. Because everybody else already talked it to death. Uh. Ryan, that's our show. Thanks again to Austin's Gamer Wine. I love for it. For a steady hand. I can't stop drinking it while I'm doing my miniatures and playing my uh, games. 
So this has been WTDG Podcast. You can find us online at What's the Deal with Games on iTunes, WTDGpodcast.com, at sign WTDG Podcast. Where you can rate and comment and subscribe. Thank you, Ryan Galloway and Crying for the use of your music. We use the intro and outro revive off the new album Beyond the Fleeting Gales. You can find them at the Room Cover Band Camp. Uh, Galloway It has, ain't new. They are it's not new. They are not still together, but Galloway is becoming an apex fiend. I so thank you, Ryan Galloway, my... for, for reviving me using the the revive feature of Apex Legends. You can find Ryan Galloway in Apex Legends on King's Row. And what? you can find me on Origin at Best Keyboard NA. Uh, just changed my name. That's my new name. Best Keyboard NA. Goldfirebird went offline, and Goldfirebird is going to come online with Best Keyboard NA. Is that what I'm? That's what's going to happen. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, James. And we just and, don't have uh, it yet. We just don't have a sign off yet. 